Okay, good people, how y'all doing today? My name is Richard Clemens. I have done a couple of microphone checks. I am now recording on Audacity. Audacity. You have the audacity of hope. But anyway, um, so we're going to get the show started. Let's go. Uh, today, well... Because of my new recording thing, however it goes, I was going to make a show uh, on the 13th of September commemorating uh, the prophet Tupac Shakur's death, uh, death. I think he got shot, right? I should have made a show then. Right, because all of these things, like, you know, like, what's important to you, like, what type of show you have, right? I'm trying to find my niche and things like that and what's important to me. And I keep missing little things, you know, um, things that matter, right, to me. But it's no big deal, you know. It's like, you know, it's like we make, you know, we make big deals about things that's not a big deal, you know. Uh, right, time is irrelevant. Just like when you listen to this podcast, there's no telling when you're going to hear it, you know. So I could have made the show, like I said before. Um, so going to play this clip, and uh, I shall return shortly. You guys stay right there. As one, we are GP. My name is Victor Newman. If you were assuming um, I ruin everything that I touch, don't give a fuck. But... Right, so I'm gonna play this clip. Then I'll be right back. Uh, as one, we are GP. I am a minister by law. So all of these things that you hear coming out of my mouth are sermons, right? For now on, like, uh, talk about different subjects and different matters and things like that. But everything that I say. You know, I try to make a point now or try to stick to the point. You know, I always made a point. I just don't stick to the point. So let's stick to the point. I'll play this clip. I'll be right back. I trip off because it happens out of nothing. It just goes, you know, everybody just be screaming and happy. And I just, trip. I, I get uncomfortable. And I, it's like, it's like um, similar to a deer being caught in the, in the headlights. I just freeze, you know, and I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should um, be what they want me to be or if I should make them hate me so they can stop. You know, like say something mean so they can just stop. But I, I'm often, I'm just like caught in the middle of it because it's, it's you can't, it's, I mean, no one can do that. Police can't do that. They can't stand in front of all those people and control them with a gun and mace and all that. So me with just words, it's like a, um, a battle to find the right words to say at the right time. I'm, I'm curious when you... When you think about the idea that you do have that kind of control over so many people, uh, in, in one sense, the whole idea of being a role model comes up in the imagery. And a lot of people who know you, and I talked to them beforehand, suggested that, hey, you know, when you meet him, he's going to be something entirely different than you imagine <laughs> and what the media is portraying him. What about that idea that that you have been portrayed, and sometimes, I mean, to be honest, you like the portrayal of you just hard, That's thug, right. That's right. don't step on me, That's right. you're in trouble. That's right. Yet there's another side to you, too. What about that idea that you've got to be able to figure out where you're going? Um, to me, it's like, um, it is my sensitive side that, um, that likes to blow up the hard side, because... If my if I can, if my image or my reputation can stop a confrontation before it happens, I'm, I'm I'm fine. You know what I'm saying? I know how it is day to day. It's a constant um, man ego check going on in this street in this world. So part of that is just like you know, that's my that's my my resume. But as far as the media, they look at it something different. They don't care about my resume. They don't care about me not getting in trouble. It's just another story, you know, and it's, it's a real story. They don't have to pay for it, and they're going to milk it for all it's worth. As far as people, they want me, when they first see me, to humble myself. They want me to be like this and da da just because they're scared of me. But I don't feel like that's my job, to humble myself, to show you that I'm not a threat. I'm not a threat unless you're a threat to me. You know what I'm saying? So when people say, when you meet Pop, he's different than he is because when somebody one-on-one, -on -one, anybody one-on-one, -on -one, 
I believe, honestly, that I can talk. I believe that I have the ability to reason. I have logic. I have compassion. I have understanding. If we talk, there's no problems. You know what I'm saying? But that's not what happens. People use what they heard in the media, and that's how they come at me. And then, you know, we got to clash. One of the things that you... So I paused it right there um, because he moved on to another subject. But it's like, you know, that's what I be trying to explain about, you know, one-on-one. You know, it's like it's not even about, like, you know, being the biggest or baddest or however it goes. It is about logic and things, you know, of that nature. And, like, you know, in me and dealing with God, you know, a lot of the times, you know, logic goes out the window, you know, so you know, is it's a miscommunication after that. But the thing is, you know, like he was um right, twenty five when he died, you know. I was like twenty four, like, you know, I'm about to be forty eight. So, you know, in July or I mean, um J- um June, right? June sixteenth, um, I think he was born, you know, a Gemini. And so you know, like, uh, this was somebody, like, how people look up, how whoever is looking up, I don't know who y'all look up to nowadays, you know, um, you know, that's not my age, uh, for the younger generation, I guess, like, little Baby, you know, and the Baby, I hope, not 6'9", but, I, right, he just did an interview for, like, two and a half hours, I haven't watched it, don't want to watch it, don't want to watch cuties either, you know, um, I see how, you know, they promoted the movie, and then, like, you know, there's people, like they say, people have made criticisms on the movie that haven't even watched it, you know, my whole point, you know, I was watching somebody that watched it, oh, uh, um, Ab and Preach, you know, they watched it, you know, um, it's just some things I don't watch, you know, and I, you know, they gave their uh, opinion on it, you know, and I respect their opinion on certain things because I like the way, you know, they approach um, topics and things like that, dealing with females, you know, better than I could ever do. But the thing is, um, I don't want to watch 11-year-old girls, you know, never watch uh, Broke Back Mountain. You know, but it's like you watch the clips because I love that line. Like, why can't I quit you? <laughs> oh, that shit is funny. But, you know, it's like certain things that I don't want, you know, in my brain. It's like I, like my friends, you know, I had to tell some of my friends like on Facebook, like, stop sending me, you know, certain shit. You know, like I don't want to see that stuff, you know. Right. My brain, like my memory is forever. But uh, I'm just talking right now. Oh, about the Tupac thing, right? And so, like, we was, like, you know, I, you know, I'm a writer. You know, I wrote poems. You know, I wrote many things. And it's just that, uh, right, TNC, you know, I got that um, Never Ignorant Getting Goals Accomplished, you know, from him. You know, so and the Richard Pryor thing and it's the whole it's a lot of things that goes into T N C. But this is the day that he died, you know, or yesterday or however right. We don't know because the time now, you know, what from how long ago was that? Like right, Pac died, my cousin went to jail, my girlfriend, the love of uh, okay, one of the loves of the one one of the loves of my life. Um, not to take away from any of the other ones, but, you know, 96 was, you know, like a, a significant turning point in my life. Like I said before, you know, uh, I said, you know, basically, you know, a, a version of me died, you know, like I wasn't not the same person, you know, when I came home from jail in 97, you know. So, um, him dying, right, I remember, I remember, like, they talk about Kennedy and all these things, like, you know, I remember where I was when Pac, you know what I'm saying, when they said Pac got killed, you know, and I was like, that's not real, (laughs) fake news, you know, 
Um, but you know, it was real, you know, and then like, they didn't let us, they didn't let us, they didn't, you know, they didn't let him die though. You know what I mean? He's still not dead. I mean, he is immortal, you know, um, especially right, you know, with the shit that I'm trying to do. So it's like, you know, he, because Right, I mean, like Elvis. I mean, he was our black Elvis, you know, or he still is for a lot of people, you know what I mean? Still probably people think that, like, just it was just pictures on the Internet, you know. You can always find an updated picture or a story about Tupac being alive, and I, you know, and I love it, you know. And I love it, you know. It's like, um, I don't know, like I tried, like I said before, you know, trying to be a better person, and not be so critical and things so like you know i love the things that we make up you know it's like i'm a fan of man <laughs> uh you know uh but at the same time it's like you know it's like what team do you play on like we all belong to a team people you know i am a man i am black i'm a nigga you know what i'm saying like it's just you know it's like and you you have to endorse and fight for your team. It's not, you know, not like I don't like, you know, white man, <laughs> the pale man made a war. Like war, I don't know. I don't know how it goes. Like I don't know because I know we're not better. Like I figured out right because I said, you know, episode. You know, I'm gonna start talking. Tell y'all, right? I did all this stuff, shit, so I could talk about the stuff that I talk about, you know, and I can bring up the stuff that I already talked about <laughs> in later episodes. But my whole point about, um, you know, if we are not the better people, you know, as black people, um, of melanated color, whatever you want to call us. You know, we are not the better people in America that, you know, this country don't stand a chance, you know. But, like, the mind fuckery that goes on, like, people don't know how to handle it anymore, you know. And my whole point is that, I don't know, it's like, I'm not, like, when I was younger, I was so Malcolm X, you know, it's like, you get like I'm older now. I want to be more Martin Luther King, you know, but at the same time, it is um, they like right to play the game right. You have to outthink the enemy. So that like it's the whole thing about like being a profiler, like you know, or you know, a a a right like a serial a serial killer profiler, you know, it's like you have to get into the minds of sick people, you know, and it's like the price that you pay for that, you know, um, I don't know, like if, if it's worth, the, if it's worth the cost, you know, and like I've, like this is the stuff that I indulged in, you know, like, you know, thinking, you know, thinking a certain way or, you know, thinking a certain way, many different ways, you know, and you get like you get you get you know you get caught into a certain pattern of thinking or a certain pattern of acting you know it's like certain people i still get around i can't help how to act a certain way you know i was just over like in my neighborhood the other day most times i drive through ain't nobody around you know i might sit at the playground for a minute you know smoking blunt chill whatever rolled out but you know, roll by seeing somebody, you know, do run. And like, uh, like he 10 years younger than me, but like, I've always like, he left-handed. So I've always talked to him, you know what I'm saying? Like, he like, and this nigga, like he, he had a father. So like his father is a certain way. So he always had a certain mind state, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, um, but I've always talked to him though, you know? And like I was saying about patterns though, you know, even though, I know he doesn't like um he doesn't um like absorb things that I be saying, you know, you know, to like, you know, like, you know, you listen but not heard sometimes, you know. So things like that. So but like I said before, it's just about a pattern, you know, and like like I said before, we all 
are made up of all these patterns, right? And when you change your pattern, you know, you change, you change, um, you change things, you know? It's like, it's not about changing your person. Like, you are different people under different circumstances, you know? So if you change, like, the circumstances or the pattern that leads to a certain outcome, you know, that you can predict, you know, then, you know, things are different. But, like, we are petty. <laughs> I got to breathe, excuse me. <clears throat> Whew. Talking, right. Freestyling, right. It's like, you know, I don't know what was wrong with me trying to read exactly what I wrote down. That's so crazy. <laughs> we working, we working this stuff out, don't I? <laughs> Live on air. <laughs> right <laughs> like i don't know how many rules like uh lessons that we are into of not what to do while making a podcast but it's like let me see um lesson 808 you know do not try to read exactly what you wrote unless it is on a teleprompter right and um already um you know edited you know, by capable people that do that type of thing. They went to college that work for you now. <laughs> All right, so let me get to, let me see. Have I said what I want to say? Oh, the Tupac. Well, I always said, you know, to me, like, Tupac was like 165. How do I survive when 165? You know, but for like a little nigga, he had to be cocky. You know, saying one sixty five is not like I weigh that much. About right now, I weigh one seventy five. Not well, about one seventy five now. I didn't gain a little bit of weight. You know, I was down to the one fifties. <laughs> like where my Oscar at? Like I said, where my movie? Like I lost the weight. I played cancer. I played cancer real good. <laughs> Yeah, but, um, you know, still got it. I can't ever say, like, I ain't going to be, well, whatever. It don't even matter. But the thing is, like, you know, like, he was a little dude. And Suge Knight, you know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, I think that nigga pushed him up against the window, you know, and let him get shot. You know, I always wanted to say that. Now I have a show and I have said it. But, you know, and he still survived, you know. He's talking about he's trying to get in the back seat. That's when, like, he broke away from that, you know what I'm saying? And the nigga ain't know he was that strong. That's how his ass almost got shot. He's like, stop shooting, stop shooting. <laughs> I'm hit, I'm hit. <laughs> and so that's the only reason he survived, you know what I'm saying? Because that nigga, you know what I'm saying, bullet skinned his ass. <sighs> but anyway, that's how, right, that's my psychic ability um so anyway you know and it still took them you know took them days to you know to die you know six seven days as they would say i'm going with seven to make it special like i remember when he died they made all type of references to sevens you know in his lifetime and things like that you know they made the numbers matter you know um as much as they could and so it was like a lot of stuff that came out that i didn't like when he first died you know um even though it's like you know it was like i'm telling you i was gonna be a rapper so it was like it was my competition and stuff like that you know and i talked shit but like he was like you know him scarface I think Cube was still in the conversation at the time. You know, it was you know, it was it was like it was a lot, you know, eight ball, MJG, UGK, you know, it was I don't know about like right. Jay Z, you know, right, Jay Z came came out when I was in jail, like ninety seven, you know, Merle Hooked me on to that and Master P. So that's how that story went. But anyway, shout out to the Prophet Tupac Shakur. Um, 
Shout out to his mother, Fanny Shakur. I ain't gonna get into all the conspiracy things that I think about that type of stuff, you know? And it's like, you know, one thing I will say, I will say this though, like, right, white people hold a judge, a, a grudge, you know? Like, um, people don't, like, people are petty, like I said before, right? It's like, and if I notice the pettiness in my own kind, then I know how petty, you know, people could be with money, you know? And like, we don't look far enough into, into the future, you know? We always looking into the past and, you know, uh, trying to defend, you know, what somebody used to think about us, you know? Like, they they have no right, no authority to think anything less than of us right now. At this time right now, you know? Come on. Like, you know, like, you know, 99... 90, 90% of us will walk into any uh white establishment with our head with our head our head held high you know what i'm saying so um you know why talk about the shit you know <clears throat> we got to start doing things people you know um so right them they hold grudges and they you know and so like I said before, you know, the son and the mother gone and, you know, the music still making money. And it's the same thing, like, with Pop Smoke, you know. Like, in my opinion, you know, it has something to do with that car he took, he took from some white man, you know. Uh, you don't take no white. I said this before, so, you know. You don't take no white. Like, they hold grudges, you know what I'm saying. And he couldn't get in New York. As soon as he came back to Cali, he got, got that's that. Okay, uh, moving on. Um, 190, well, I shouldn't blow into the mic like that. 190,000 people are dead. Um, and like I said before, you know, like the old people, you know, it's like, oh. Okay, it's a... It's a friend of mine, right? And so he's a bouncer, cook, or, you know, security at a place of establishment. And so he was on, you know, um, Instagram saying that, you know, white people having a couple of drinks and not wearing a mask and things like that. And, like, and now, you know, he's the one that has to enforce the rules, you know? And it's like, um, you know, I don't know how to think about it, you know? And it's like, because, right, and like, you know, this is a great, I mean, it's good to be, a, you know, it's good to be a person in that type of situation where you have to make white people do, enforce, the, you know what I'm saying, make white people, you know, follow the rules, you know what I mean? Like, that's a great position. But any other position, you know what I'm saying, I would disagree with, like, you know, just... It has this has to be that way, you know, because this is one of those split thought things because, you know, I go all the time into places I don't have a mask. I just went into the Pizza Hut spot, right? And like they didn't want to serve me because I didn't have a mask on, right? So now the thing is this. Right. I guess it don't matter if nobody wasn't in there, okay? Even if it was, I guess if it was people in there that my conversation would be different. But the thing is, wasn't nobody in there, right? And they behind a glass. You know, that's my only point. You know, like if people was in there, you know, I guess I've, you know, I don't know how to respond to this mask stuff. You see what I'm saying? Because what happened to the gloves? You know, you know, like what happened to the gloves? Like you know, just don't get it. They poisoning the uh, sanitizer. You know, so it's all about the vaccine, though, people. All right. I need this. I need to know how long I've been talking. That's twenty-four minutes. All right, so um, I'm gonna play another clip. Um, another clip, and I'll be right back because this, I guess, this is just gonna be my Tupac tribute. So I had to think about other stuff that I have to say about him while y'all listen to this.
that's how they come at me. And then, you know, we got to clash. One of the things that you read in the media is that you're angry, that you personify your generation, that you just got some angry folks out there and you're one of them. I'll put it to you. Are you angry? Are you angry with what you see society is about? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely angry, confused. You know, um, a lot of the times that I sat up in court, I couldn't defend myself, you know what I'm saying? And it, was, it wasn't like the things they were saying about me were beyond my comprehension or um, the things that I could say weren't going to help my case. But because, I mean, I was, it's like being exiled, you know, from, from society. And that's how I feel. And this whole um, the anger comes from I'm tired of waiting for my past to get into society. All I ever wanted to do was make um, me and everybody around me feel more comfortable about where we were. You know what I'm saying? About the places that we stay. We, we, this is our home base. Let's build it up. Let's be happy about where we come from. You know what I'm saying? Instead of trying to assimilate and um, get a pass key to where they at. You know what I'm saying? Not to say that everything needs to be separate, but we got to find pride in ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and once you get the pride, like, damn near two seconds after the pride comes anger from being held like that for so long and to be made to go through those changes, you get mad, you know what I'm saying? As soon as, I believe as soon as any black man receives his first three checks, he starts getting mad. Cause it's not about the necessity of having to have a job and having to pay and having to do that. You don't care no more about the smiles and the, you know, yes, master, because you done got paid. You know what I'm saying? And now it's like you want to save money. You want to help other people. And you see how, how far it is, how far you have to go to help anybody in your neighborhood. It's set up for me when I get paid for me to exit the ghetto. You know what I'm saying? The only reason I've had these problems is because I haven't left yet. And these problems don't come from a white man. It comes from just society, the problems that we have. Let me put this to you. Wow, it's not bad. I mean, like, you know, to be able, like I said before, you know, somebody asks you a question and to be able to articulate yourself in a certain way, you know what I mean, um, is always a gift. Uh, right? I was saying, like, I don't know. I'm not, I, I, oh, right, I'm not reading up from my notes that much today. But I did want to say once again, though, that I have figured things out so that I don't go crazy, that, you know, I get to talk about y'all as a whole, and y'all get to judge me, you know, as a, as, as an individual. Fair exchange, no rivalry, because I actually, uh, right, I actually get out of my bed now, right, in the middle of the night to write down the good shit, you know, trying to be responsible, like, no, you will not remember it in the morning. <laughs> Excuse me. Because that was always the thing, right? It's like, I always, you know, I always thought that I would remember it in the morning. You know, it's like, I remember it tomorrow. I remember it, you know, such, such, such. But anyway, um, you know, him talking about, you know, being in court, you like, you know, feeling exiled and things like from society. It's like, you know, I remember, like, my first cases and things like that. It's like a whole bunch of bullshit, you know, stuff that would be misdemeanors nowadays, well, which are misdemeanors, you know, which had the choice to be misdemeanors, you know, back then, you know, they charge you for felonies, you know, and I'm sitting up here with um, some attempted, grant, attempted, what you call it, attempted, attempted receiving stolen property, receiving stolen property, attempted grand theft auto right still in cars you know and not even you know not even you know riding and you know or riding in stolen cars and things of that sort you know um and getting towed on right sean bay towed on me <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like it's like uh like and that was like and then they want to come and ask you questions you know and it's like I wasn't even supposed to go and ask any answer any damn questions, but I did, you know. And then, you know, I get papers uh, in the mail talking about, you know, indictments, right? It's like they don't even, they just send them to you in the mail, you know. It's like the 90s, you know. It's like now that they, like, you know, I hate, they always re-traumatize you. We're bringing things back up to make it, you know, to make it worse 
than you ever thought it was or to validate how 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 bad you actually you know said it was you know it's like you were saying it was so bad but then nobody did nobody care you know it's like walking down the street and you know as soon as you see the police you know saying you either gotta run or get you know embarrassed you know put on the car you know touchstone and stuff like that violated basically violated you know and so i ran a lot you know like and i guess you know like and then you know now they they shoot you know i'm saying they shoot my kind you know like being fast in the hood was a superpower i know i wrote that down somewhere like being fast in the hood was a superpower because even if you couldn't fight or even if like somebody you know or you couldn't beat the person you know what i'm saying you can hit them and run you know what i'm saying <laughs> saying whenever you might not hey wait you see you gonna, you ain't gonna see me for a while you know however it goes you know stuff like that you know but being fast in the hood was a superpower um And so, you know, right, me being a rapper, right, writer, you know, I have an excuse, you know, to be all in my feelings, people. You know, like, I understand, like, Joe Buttons, you know, sometimes because, you know, he's a creative. And I, I think, you know, like, I like his, I like, I like his, I like his raps. I like his style. He all right, you know. I don't, you know, he all right. Uh but like you know so you have a reason you know like when you you know you have to tap into a certain part of yourself you know but my point to y'all is like what's your excuse you know what I'm saying like what why y'all why are y'all so dramatic nowadays you know like who you showing out for <laughs> what are you creating some bullshit you know like 40 is a old young but it's a it's a young old right y'all can write that down you know, 40 is an old young, but it's a young old, you know, and like, uh, that's what it is. Like, cause nobody wants to get old. Nobody, you know, I don't know. Nobody wants to die, however, you know, but, uh, the thing is, like I said before, that's a good way to think about it, right? I'm a solution man. So that's one of y'all solutions for the day is 40 is an old young, okay? Because I know you be feeling old, you know, when you hit 40 or some of y'all in the 30s, however that goes. It depends on how childish you really are. But, you know, um, 40 plus and all that other stuff is a still is still an old young, right? Because if you die, they be like, oh, you're so young. <laughs> <laughs> but you was feeling old, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I've been feeling like, oh, my gosh, y'all just don't know the unnecessary, you know, strife I put myself through. Because I always felt, you know what I'm saying, I was old or too old for this or too old for that. Or, you know, um, you know, it's like supposed to be at this type of stage in your life and things like that, you know. I'm sure, you know, I am not alone. But anyway, um right here it goes right being fast in the hood is a superpower um so back to Pac, right the scarface let me see and like uh i couldn't help but notice your pain it runs deep share with me like you know um that uh above the rim soundtrack like i was in jail once again when juice came out like his first movie like so that's what that's the shit that you know made him famous so like i you know and like when i came home um i went back did i, did I have a job i don't know if i had a job or not i don't know i, I started selling drugs okay again you know like i had just got started one before i got locked up you know that's why i stopped still in cars right i could make money I'm trying to buy a car i don't know how it goes but anyway like i was selling drugs so i wasn't i didn't see juice like i see it in passing you know like because people have it on like at the drug dealer's house that i went to buy from he always had that bitch on you know and um i don't know i was always on the move so i wasn't watching it you know i just sit up in crack houses and you know wait for another sale <laughs> 
<laughs> like out in the suburbs though, like out there in Oakwood, they got houses and stuff like that. And so I just took over this one house, you know. <clears throat> and um, you know, and you know, deal with girls, you know, however that goes. But anyway, I I got hip to park uh off a so like oh I brought the tape um at the BP on like right there on Forbes and Oakwood, right? It was used to be a BP right there. It's something else there now. But anyway, you know, I used to sell the tapes in the gas stations and stuff like that. Uh and so I brought that. I don't know what else I brought. But it was uh it was soldier story and violence that hooked me, you know. Um even well even this this way the whole the damn the tape was nice you know because like when people people i swear i gotta get i gotta get a hip-hop or whatever a rap show okay because i know everything about rap you know what i'm saying i was there from the beginning you know but like people kill me about calling people the greatest and things like that because back in the day it was only one or two songs you know what i'm saying that was actually fucking good you know, on on a, a a tape, you know, out of ten songs or twelve songs or however it is, you know, only two, three of them was really good, you know. Um, so, you know, people calling all these people the greatest, like half that shit was bullshit, you know. Um, you used to call them the B side for a reason, you know, like right, you have all your good songs on one side and the rest of the B side was, you know, saying some throwaways. I don't know what you call it, you know, some bullshit, okay? But anyway, uh that tape, you know what I'm saying, like had good songs on both sides. And like people like Brenda had like a Brenda had a baby. Um, but like my my favorite song in that category, talking about mothers and stuff like that, was a part-time mother, you know what I'm saying? Because it reminded me more of my mother, you know? Like, I, I think I memorized that damn song. Like, uh, in Soldier Story, I used to, I played that over my dude's cook sister house down on Miles, like, over and over again, you know? And I think, I think, right, I think they had to take and that's what made me go buy it. Maybe it went like that, you know. Uh, after, you know, I heard that song, you know, and then the Vitamin song, that shit, that shit is just classic, you know. But he has some, like, he has some songs, like, like I said before, you know, in a time where the whole, you know, the whole tape, listening to the whole tape was suspect, you know, um, his first two Tupac's eclipse now, right? Tupac eclipse now, some shit like that. <laughs> but, you know, this, this, the first one was raw. The second one wasn't that good. It was like a more, it was like almost a reiteration of the first one. He was trying, you know, because like, that's how people used to do. Like, you know, like you basically, you know, you made, you know, the same tape over and over again. <clears throat> so many songs like it's a form you know you had this type of song you had that type of song you had this type of song but like the favorite my favorite song on that one was uh strictly for my niggas you know i was framed so don't make the same mistakes my niggas you gotta learn how to shake the stakes my niggas because you crack up the state oh my god send me your state because i don't even like straight up hate nigga right but that was my favorite song strictly for my niggas my niggas it's like you know and he he kept that shit going though like you know everybody embraced you know thug you know people made a billion dollars you know off of thug stuff you know but you know we always try to run away from nigga you know what i'm saying and he broke nigga down you know to the simplest form where y'all should be able you know what i'm saying you should have been pumping that you know instead of that thug shit you know what i'm saying never ignorant getting goals accomplished you know what i'm saying that's some tupac shit you know uh so right then he came with the classics you know what i'm saying all eyes on me right was that next and then, uh, 
Y'all uh, know I could have named them all, but you know, I don't know how long it would been taking me to think about it. But it was like, right, because like after All Eyes on Me, um, well, before that, well, Me Against the World, right? Um, Me Against the World. And like, he was like, um, I know LL. LL was the first one I know to make like a double CD to me, you know, uh, a double tape, double CD. Uh, but Pac did, you know, he was the next one to do it successfully, you know, um, you know, to have songs, you know, like on both CDs that you actually listen to, you know, and then they, uh, right. This thing is hating, man. Fuck. Damn phone. But anyway, all out on all eyes on me, right? Don Kamut, right? Well, that's Machiavelli. Me against the world to the end of time. That was after he died. Resurrection, better days. You know, um, many more. <clears throat> All right, strictly for my niggas came out in '93. You know, are you still down? That sold a lot of stuff. You know, loyal to the game. Still, I rise. Uh, they got this house live at the House of Blues. I don't know what that mean. Um, 2005. Right, so you know. And Pac, like, you know, I know as time go on, you know, you have Jay-Z, you have Drake. Another thing I got to say, let me see, how much time I got? Because I only got, this might be my last episode uh, for the, another week, people. <laughs> I don't know if this uh, bus sprout going to work out, because y'all know how I like to run my mouth. And I only got, I had 12 hours. I don't know if they... Tripping, because it's like six hours, so I don't know. But I ain't about to, you know, spend too much time thinking about it. I might just have to go back to old Pop Bean and uh, call their ass and cuss them out, right? And get their ass in line, because I want to do some live shows, you know? Let's make Pop Bean famous. But anyway, uh, you know what I was saying? Like, Jay-Z... What I was saying? Oh, about oh Drake, right? Drake does not count. Kanye does not count um, as greatest rappers of all time. Okay, they didn't write their shit. Okay, one hundred percent. Okay, you gotta write your shit. I give a fuck what nobody say. Okay, they all amateurs. My name is Richard Clemens on that one. Victor Newman, Rich Matrix. You know what I'm saying? All of those are rap names. I've been doing this shit for a long time. But oh my mama though, you know what I'm saying? If you ain't write it, you are not nowhere near the greatest of anything. You know what I'm saying? LL, right, all I want to know in my heart if LL wrote all that shit because he was ahead of his time. Because I was, right, that two, he made two CDs. He made stuff, you know, like, he made, he made music. He made stuff like, I don't know, like, just like, on a writer's level, is amazing. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. You see what I'm saying? I want to know if he wrote all of that. You know what I'm saying? He still he still might be, you know what I'm saying? He's still up there as the GOAT. Ice Cube, Scarface, Tupac, you know what I'm saying? Jay-Z, you know, things like that. Andre 3000, you know, right? Even Big Boy. I don't know what the hell's wrong with people, you know? A-Ball. And MJG. I don't know what's wrong with people. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> but yes, I am a rap I am a rap expert, you know, right? To about my expert opinion, Math Hoffa to my mind. I am an expert, you know what I'm saying, on all things rap. All I do is talk. You can call me a rapper. But uh I'm gonna end the show there. I'm gonna play the end of this clip. Um Right, R.I.P. to Tupac, rest. Rich in pain, that's what it stands for. Listen to this clip, be right back. Well, I won't be back.
Y'all have a good night. My name is Victor Newman. This has been Bipolar in Cleveland on the TNC Network. Uh, I will see you guys on the other half of whatever. I got half on it. On whatever. people tell me Tupac is for the most part a nice guy this old thug thing hype mm. good for record sales mm. uh, helps him identify with the young people who are out there and angry who would maybe label him a sellout like they did hammer if he didn't mm. have that hard mm-hmm. side what about that first of all nobody could call me a sellout I'm not I'm not going for that I'm not even in that I'm not, I'm not looking for approval from the black community because we don't give approval. You know, we don't really do nothing but exist. So it's not like I'm, black people could tell me, you a sellout or you true blue. You know what I'm saying? It's not that. I'm not even caught up in that. But um, I can see that, you know what I'm saying? The one thing we do have in common as black people is we share that poverty. So the thug side is more closer to the poverty than me being rich. You know, how can I come to any community center, you know what I'm saying, sporting a, a Rolex presidential, all these diamonds, and be like, look, we, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> gotta, gotta. <laughs> but now when I say we, they know what I mean. I'm not saying, like, I live in this neighborhood and nothing, but I'm a thug, and they thugs. They can relate to I don't even have to say that, you know what I'm saying? When I come, I don't have to say I'm real. They already know that, you know what I'm saying, from, from me, from me being me, from not pushing the thugness, but I know from the business that everybody in this business is always whispering in your ear about what you can't say, what you can't do, what you can't wear in this world and in this world. It's two worlds, a white world and a black world. All I did was stand in the middle, you know what I'm saying, and, sh- and say I'm, I'm living in these, but I'm living in both worlds. I-, I can go to the streets and survive, and I can go out here and do my business out here. I'm play devil's advocate again. Right. Critics say, yeah, but you've been pimped. You're being pimped by the record record executives who will allow you to do your thug life because it portrays a certain black. I mean, you've heard it, yeah. that if you were just a singer, you wouldn't have the same record contract you have. Right. But because you portray the thug life, the gangster rap, they've allowed you to make that money. They've allowed you to push and make your platinum. I beg to differ. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting pimped. That's true. But, um... Just like how a, how a woman would be, you know what I'm saying? Anybody would be pimped, you know? It's like, it's not that you get pimped, it's how long you get pimped, you know what I'm saying? Because if you really look at this situation, it is not I who's being pimped. When you look at the white kids with Raiders hats on, it's the white folks getting pimped, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm making their future. I'm writing down their curriculum. Right now, what I write in my album today, when it comes out in two months, that's what white kids is doing. So who really is getting pimped? I'll be, I'll be, I'll, what I'm writing in my raps is what the white kids is going to be saying to their mamas and daddies when they come home. Who is getting pimped? You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a high school dropout. You know what I'm saying? As far as my teacher told me when I was in high school, I ain't going to be, you know what I'm saying? I just got to, it's going down. You know what I'm saying? It's going down. <laughs> you know, everybody's getting pimped. Whether you work a nine to five or whether you work for yourself, you're getting pimped by somebody. That's not the that's not the crime. The crime is how long you allow yourself to get pimped. You have to come up. Everything is a come up. Everything is a struggle. You start from the bottom, work it to the top. Okay, so you know, I was thinking, right? I only have stopped you. Yeah. Okay. So I was thinking, right? Because. I don't have enough time left on here to make another show, so I have like maybe 10 minutes left, you know, on my allotted time. So, um, you know, to finish up, you know, on my Tupac thing, is like, you know, what he just said, how long you allow yourself to get pimp, you know? I used to think, you know, every relationship, right, somebody got to be the pimp, somebody got to be the whole, like, you know, it's like, you know, I don't know, that's not a, correct way to think about it you know like you know somebody's somebody somebody at the bow somebody at the stern you know what i mean it's like uh it depends you know it's like uh you know it's a partnership you know and it could be a 60 40 it could be a 70 30 you know but it is the value you know that you bring 
you know, right within that, you know, like I'm not trying to sound like a pimp or anything because I'm just talking about like even with like women, you know, it's like, uh, you know, you know, certain people, woman or man, like certain people only need, you know, uh, 20% more help or, you know, 30% more help or 40, you know what I'm saying? They don't need uh, 50% more help, you know, like they don't need, they don't, I don't need, you know, you don't need half, you know what I'm saying? You know, I got I got more than half, you know, like, you know, I need like I'm trying to take over the world, you know. <laughs> I need twenty one percent. I need right to the moon, you know what I'm saying? I need thrust I need thruster boosters. You know what I'm saying? This shit costs a billion dollars. <laughs> you got thruster booster money. <laughs> but you know, it's like I'm sure, you know, uh Tupac was alive, you know, he would be farther along than me, but he would have been preaching, you know, he would have been ministering to, you know, to the people and to the world, you know, and, you know, hopefully, uh, well, better security, right? He would have found, you know, uh, learned, you know, better security if he would have survived that last time, you know? Um, you know, one time shame on you, right? Second time, sh- first time shame on me. Second time shame on you. You know, it's like first time shame on me. Second time shame on you. How do these things go, right? Because they can make sense either way, right? Um, this is why, you know, it's not the point, you know, of a back and forth. You know, what I'm saying because the shit make sense from both sides you know but it's like you know what is the moral to the story right what is the overall you know saying? what is the point to it you know the back and forth is not the point to it you know i think that's like you know we get caught up in that like i said petty (laughs) about the pettiest bitch i know i gotta find that clip you know who is that oh that's mike epps all right, take this two dollars. Right, I gotta find that clip. You about the pettiest bitch I know. You know, people talk about principalities, right? So that's the other side of that. It doesn't matter. I don't care if it was a penny. I don't care if it was this. You know, I grew up with that. Trying to, you know, find that balance. You know, in between being petty and you know and uh, and you know, being no nonsense. You know. So, that would be that, and this would be this. See you guys next time. I appreciate you listening to me. Um, All eight countries, 15 states. Uh, I would shout out your names individually, but I don't know you like that. This is TNC as one. We are GP. So, that goes for one. That goes for all. Until next time, my name is Victor Newman. Peace.